0: Now, plenty of news around in Formula One. Big news too was Sir Lewis Hamilton heading to Ferrari in twenty twenty five. Thought we should find a little bit more out about it. Hills, our SEN F one expert is Cam Vander Duggan, who is the host of Grid Walk and he joins us now. Cam, how are you, mate?
1: Morning, boys. I wish I had a day off and went surfing, mate. When I heard the news breaking, my entire phone has lit up, my world has lit up. It's uh, <laughs> gone crazy in the world of Formula One right now.
2: Oh, then not to mention supercars, which we'll touch on if you know anything about what's going on there. but,
1: but oh, first mate, of- I've been I'm in a big message trail heels about it, and we all thought nothing could top the supercars news until... All of a sudden, 5.59 this morning, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. I get a message in uh, my Mercedes Formula One. So I'm part of their, their message trail with all journalists. Ooh. And they issued the statement that it was confirmed. So 5.59 this morning, confirmed Lewis Hamilton leaves the team after 11 seasons so far. He'll have one more and will break his contract. Um, so he was contracted to the end of 2025. He'll finish up at the end of 2024 and go across to the arch rival. The biggest brand in Formula One in Ferrari. Why? Uh, is it money? For many, many reasons, but it'll be performance-related, mainly performance-related. Since 2021, when he lost that title to Max Verstappen in what Mercedes will tell you is controversial circumstances, um, they have not won, another, well, Lewis has not won another race. So he has not had the performance in that car. Mercedes went the wrong way with their development. They've made all these promises for him. Lewis wants his eighth world title. He also knows that if you want to go down as a true legend in the sport, you do have to spend some time at Ferrari. It's just part of the, the evolutionary cycle of the sport. His, his hero was Ayrton Senna. Now, Ayrton Senna unfortunately died in 1994, but he always had the ambition, Senna did, that he would drive for Ferrari one day. So there's a lot in it. There's a lot of emotion. I don't think it's really money related. it will be performance and also history, historic.
2: Yeah, so even these legends, do they get excited about getting into a Ferrari?
1: Yeah, about 10 years ago, I wouldn't say it's the case right now because Formula One is just on an incredible high right now. But about 10 years ago, you could have said that Ferrari was bigger than Formula One. It is the longest, most storied, most fabled brand in the sport. And as a young driver coming up, every one of them would have dreamed at some stage of wearing Marinello red. And uh, I mean, it, how good is it that Ferrari's got the movie out at the moment as well? Everything's everything's going their way. And if you want, if you want a little stat here, guys, this is incredible, right? If you're Lewis Hamilton, you're doing a deal. When the um, the news broke, so this is not um, the, a formal announcement. Just when all of a sudden the whispers started and the journal started breaking stories about this, um, the market cap, so the the, um, the share value, because Ferrari's a listed company, the share value had a six point bump just off the rumor. Since the announcement's been made they've had a $7 billion, that's a B, $7 billion rise in their market cap off the back of the announcement that Lewis Hamilton will, will be their driver. Oh, that's
2: two gabbers.
0: So who who, <laughs> who becomes the number one driver then at Ferrari, or is that uh, still debatable, and how is it going to work with Charles Leclerc?
1: You are spot on with that question, because that is something that no one started to dig into just yet. Ferrari always say, Um, that they do have a number one driver. Historically, they've done it that way. I don't know how that plays out with Lewis and Charles because Charles has been the number one driver. He's got almost double the salary of Carlos Sainz, who's the current driver, yet Carlos Sainz was the driver that got the only win against Red Bull last year at Singapore, a race I was calling at the time. Incredible driver is Carlos Sainz, but he was treated like a number two. There is no way Lewis Hamilton is going to the team to be number two driver. Charles Leclerc, I remember his battles with Sebastian Vettel for dominance when he was a youngster, and he takes no backward steps. That is one to watch, certainly from 2025.
2: Talk us through the AlphaTauri renaming. That has been a bit of a laughing (laughs) stock. The second team of Red Bull. Oh,
1: mate. So, Heels, imagine being a commentator. I'm trying to get my head around this, preparing for the Australian Grand Prix coming up in less than 50 days' time. So if anyone wants to come down to Melbourne and go to that one, there's still tickets on the Thursday, Friday. Visa Cash App RB or whatever it's called—they're calling it VCARP now. I think is the the nickname. How do we get our mouths around that when we're commentating? Here comes the Visa Cash App.
2: Yeah, and it, they just cashed in, did they? They they just took the cash and 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 bowed to their wishes of having that on the car.
1: Well, it, yeah, it's a really good it's a really good question. I, I, there's a lot of noise around that team. Um, whether the regulations really allow for you to have two teams owned by the one parent company. I mean, that's been, that's been a bone of contention for quite some time because you're not technically supposed to have nah, that. Right here. There's been a bit of chat about you know trying to float that company or sell that company off, a bit like we've seen with LP. So LP now has owners like Anthony Joshua, Rory McIlroy, um, you know, the, uh, McElhenney and, you were just talking about soccer before the Wrexham guys, yes. they're behind that Alpine as well. So there's a lot of money being pumped into that from sports stars and whatever else. There was a discussion that Daniel Ricciardo, when he came back into that team was to help pump up the value for a potential sale, particularly after the, um, the founder and owner of Red Bull passed away, um, in recent years that, you know, was there still the same motivation to run two teams? So I don't really know what's going on with that team, but it's something to, something for us to watch this year.
0: And Andretti has missed out on being a part of the Formula One family as well?
1: Yeah, And that is causing a lot of um, ructions behind the scene at the moment. So what happened was um, there is three available franchises to run Formula One teams. So they've got the option to put three more teams in there. So we've got 10 at the moment. Andretti put their hat in the ring. There was five teams that tried to get in. Now, they were all knocked back by the FIA Bar 1, which was Andretti. So Andretti was given the green light from the governing body of the sport that they could race. Then Formula 1 has knocked them back. Now, that was not just Andretti. It was also Cadillac. So General Motors coming to the party. So big-time names. Now, FIA and Formula 1, so the sporting promoter and the sporting organiser, are going to war over this. Because the belief is the teams won't allow another one in because it dilutes their funding. So there's a bit of, um, bit of political angst yeah. behind the scenes there. Andretti said they're going to keep working towards it. The story I thought that was going to break today, because I knew there was a big story breaking today, I thought the story that was going to break today was Andretti were going to buy Haas, which I believe is a potential likelihood. But, um, but yeah, Lewis Hamilton blindsided us all.
2: Oh, Would they get Gunther back?
1: <laughs> well that, that was Funnily enough In our jo- joking around With a few of us It would be How cool would it be To see Andretti Take over Hask Maybe even like Andretti Hask You know combined And then put Gunter Back at the helm It would have been great For uh, Drive to Survive On Netflix
2: Oh It might be all about that Actually All this turmoil
1: my- well, it's the biggest sport in the world now. If you saw the numbers, Formula One, Liberty Media, the owners of Formula One, are now the, the biggest in terms of financials, the biggest sporting organisation in the world. I think the, the numbers were only a couple of weeks ago. It's incredible how big it was. I mean, but they, they had a billion dollars themselves to drop on one event, which was the Las Vegas Grand Prix mm. last year. Uh,
0: Cam, my initial reaction when you're talking about Andretti and Haas there was if um, they blocked – Andretti becoming the 11th team, could they also block Andretti buying Haas? Because the sa- the logic remains the same as the reason behind not allowing them to give in that 11th franchise as to then taking over a franchise, doesn't it?
1: No, it, it's slightly different because they've already got it. They're already running. They can't stop a purchase because that'd be a restriction of trade. What they've done is, is, is they're blocking uh, a new team coming in for whatever reason it is. Once you're in, it's hard to get out, essentially. But um, no, they they could buy it. They could relatively buy. They could relatively easily buy it. It's just cash, really. Mm. But the big question, well, the thing that's going on behind the scenes is people aren't comfortable within the sport about Haas not putting the money into the team that it probably needs, not running it the way it needs to be run. Um, So there is a bit of angst in the sport, and I I would imagine there are a few people sitting there at Liberty Media and maybe a few people at the FIA that wouldn't mind seeing Andretti take over Haas or at least pump a lot of money into it.
2: Yeah, yeah, good call. All right, supercars has the champ the reigning champ left Erebus
1: Oh mate so okay, now I can speak however I want because I do not work in supercars anymore, but I did do ten or eleven years with supercars media and i I am well and truly aware of the behind the scenes, so boys, I can talk very freely about this yeah Brody wanted to leave mid year last year he wanted out of that team. It has not been a happy uh home. For uh, for Brody in at Erebus now Barry who uh, you know I've I've worked with the guy I know how prickly he can be at times but I also know he's he's a bit broken by this as well because he's already taken to LinkedIn and put up a post yesterday as well they're doing their best to keep the contracts going and see if they can hold him to his contract Brody wants out of the deal right now uh, Shane van Gisbergen a former champ has now gone to the US he retired previously to get out of a contract with Betty CLEMENTO the owner of Erebus. So there is form where drivers have broken contracts early with her. There's others that have been held to it. So there is a contractual battle going on behind the scenes. But what I understand, Brody's not coming back. From what I understand, Brody will not race in supercars this year. Having said that, I have heard whispers that a couple of team owners have looked at their contracts with drivers and are throwing those out the window and making a play for Brody right now. But from what I understand from Brody's people, he has no intent in driving supercars this year, which is incredible to think that the champion is out the very next season.
2: Yeah. Unheard of in most sports in oh, that respect. SVG was the same, no. wasn't he? He left out. But I think it plays into Red Bull. Red Bull might come into their own, Will Brown and Brock Feeney.
1: Yeah, look, it's, it's really interesting where supercars is at as a championship at the moment. I think these young drivers, we, we haven't, builds enough of a personality or a profile of them, like we've got in Formula One, Liberty turned it around and said, let's not focus on the the teams as much. Let's build the personalities and the characters of the paddock. And that's what, in all sports, we don't just support a team. We support people. We have underdogs, we have heroes, villains. We just seem to be missing that in um, in supercars at the moment. And the last time we had it, we had you know the white knight in Scotty McLaughlin and we had the you know the the bad guy in Shane Van Gisbergen, or vice versa, depending on which team you went for. I think the sport needs to build up some more heroes because there is some incredible talent there, some wonderful personalities. I just feel it's a little bit too polished at the moment. Let's let's see a bit of raw, let's see a bit of real. I mean, that's that's how Netflix got full swing off the deck. That's there's a new NASCAR one, Formula One. The only reason people started watching it because they started to see the real people behind the scenes. And I think that's what supercars needs to do. Mm.
0: Just finally, mate, in your opinion, what would it take to get Brady Kostecki in a car this year in supercars?
1: Oh, that's that's probably a question I couldn't answer. It'll be contract related. So if he's saying I'm not racing for anyone, it might allow him to get out of that contract. Um, It would need to be a competitive car in a good environment and probably, you know, a decent enough wage. But I don't think it's actually about the drive or the money. I think it's more about just getting out of the environment he was in So, um, and look, that's not me making any comments about Erebus because I've got some, some really good relationships with that team and the people there. So sometimes, though, teams and people just don't work together.
0: Well, it's been a big day in motorsport, big couple of days, and watch this space or listen to Gridwalk here on SEN. Cam Vanderduggan, thanks for your time, mate. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, guys.